Shilin knew that this ring must be something that Hua Chung had left behind. He held it in his hand and wondered for a moment. What could this be? When Shilin was still a crown prince, he grew up in the palace of Xianle. The kingdom of Xianle had always reveled in beautiful, precious objects. Collectors were abundant, and the palace itself was, of course, glorious and bedazzling. Golden columns, jaded steps, innumerable treasures and precious jewels. Even the noble children played around with various colored gems like toys. By the looks of this ring, it did seem like it was made of diamond. However, its shape was exquisite. Perhaps even the most skilled jeweler would not be able to craft the ethereal natural beauty it emanated. Moreover, of all the diamonds he had ever seen, this stone was extraordinarily clear, shimmering like a crystal, fascinating and sublime, making it hard for him to determine exactly what it may be made of. Still, even if he couldn't tell what the ring was made of, it was for sure an item of extreme significance. Besides, if it was found around his neck, then this was not something that was accidentally dropped. It was more than likely a gift from Hua Chung as a keepsake. Shilin was a little surprised, receiving a keepsake like this. He smiled softly, resolved to take good care of it, and to ask the boy what the gift meant the next time they met. The only place he owned was the broken-down shrine. There was nowhere appropriate for him to hide treasure, so after some thought, the best place was on his person after all. Shirley put the silver chain around his neck once more. After returning from running around Mount Yujin and the Banyue Pass back to back, Shirley laid in Puchi Shrine paralyzed for a few days. If it wasn't for some of the overly passionate villagers, could come and offer buns or porridge he'd probably have stayed incapacitated for many more days he spent his days thus until one day lingwen suddenly sent him a notice return to the heavens at once judging by her tone something bad was about to go down shirlin could more or less guess what it might be and was already mentally prepared Is this about the Banyue Pass? he asked. That's right, Lingwen replied. When you return to the heavens, come directly to the Great Marshal Hall. Upon hearing Great Marshal Hall, Shirlian froze. Jun Wu was back. After his third ascension, he still hadn't greeted Jun Wu. As the number 1 martial god, Jun Wu spent his days deep in cultivation behind closed doors or was out patrolling the realms keeping the world secure now that jin wu was back shulin couldn't get out of making this trip to the heavens and so he hiked up to the heavenly capital once more after only a few days of rest all manner of gods and immortals had their divine palaces built here each with their own history and style Banding together, they formed the great city, 
with sculpted pillars and mural buildings, as well as little bridges and streams. The heavenly court had one main road, the Marshall Deity Avenue. Although there were many such roads built in remembrance of Jun Wu in the mortal realm, they were only mere shadows and copies of the real one in the heavens. Shirlian walked on through the expansive road and headed toward the heavenly court. En route, there were many heavenly officials in a hurry, and not a single one dared to greet him. Truthfully, there were usually not many who would greet him when he visited the heavenly court. However, not greet meant that no fellow officials would approach him or initiate any conversation, but they would still nod in acknowledgement, as was proper. Right now, everyone was pretending that he wasn't there, as if just glancing at him would get them in trouble. If they were in front of him, they would hurry away, and if they were behind him, they would slow their pace, leaving him a wide berth, afraid to approach. Shirlian was already used to this treatment and didn't think anything of it. After all, he did just drag down the popular and newly ascended General Pei Jr. It'd be more strange if no one stayed away. Yet, unexpectedly, as he walked, a voice suddenly called out from behind him, Your Royal Highness. Hearing the call, Shirlian was amazed, thinking whoever it was that dared call him truly had commendable courage. But when he turned his head back, the junior official that called for the Royal Highness rushed by him and ran towards someone else who was walking further ahead of him. He called as he ran, Geez, Your Royal Highness, how can you forget your identity pass going to the Great Marshal Hall? How would you even get in? Only then did Shirlian realize, no wonder. Of course the address, Your Royal Highness, wasn't directed at him. There were a number of crown princes in the heavens, so some confusion wasn't anything extraordinary. Yet, when he glanced over and saw the other crown prince, he paused. That young man had thick brows and bright eyes with a wide smile. This smile was vastly different from those of many other heavenly officials. It was one that was pure and genuine, without anything behind it, and added an air of youth to his handsome face. However, to have another harsher official like Mu Ching provide comment, they would probably call it an air of foolishness. The young man was decked in armor, proud and heroic, but the armor on him didn't give off a sense of blood and battle. Rather, it gave him an air of royal nobility, candid and brilliant. Shirlian stopped in his step and stared at the young man. The two in front felt his gaze and turned back to face him. When the junior official saw who it was, his face dropped immediately. Shirlian lightly nodded his head and smiled at him. Greetings, Your Royal Highness. The other crown prince obviously was one who didn't mind the everyday details and didn't recognize his face. So when he saw someone greeting him, he immediately returned it with a bright smile and shouted, Greetings. The junior official 
The junior official beside him gave a little push and said, Let's go, Your Highness. We still need to go to the Great Marshal Hall. The young man, still unaware and inconscient, was weirded out by the sudden push. Why are you pushing me? Sherdin puffed out a laugh and that junior official looked to be in even more of a hurry. He urged, The Emperor is probably waiting for us. Please let's go, Your Highness. The other crown prince could only give Shirlian a confused look before turning to leave. Shirlian stayed where he was as they walked away, and soon whispers from officials of lower rank floated into his ears from afar. While that was awkward, the world is such a small place. But they're both officials in the heavens. It was only a matter of time. If you ask me, General Nanyang bumping in to General Xuanzhen is more exciting an affair. What's the rush? They'll be bumping into each other real soon. They're all waiting in the Great Marshal Hall, aren't they? Suddenly, someone commented. Never mind a small world. Really, it's people comparing each other that does it. People really are so different from one another. They're both crown princes. But His Highness, Tai Hua, is truly noble. If it was him, he wouldn't do anything shameful, even when fallen from grace. The kingdom of Yang An was more prosperous than the kingdom of Xianle, after all. So, of course, the crown prince of Yang An would be stronger than that of Xianle. How the grass grows depends on the land it grew on. Simple logic. The northern territory belonged to the palace of Ming Guang, the martial god Pei Ming. The western palace, Qi Ying, was Chuan Yizheng. The southeast palace of Nanyang was Feng Xin, and the southwest palace of Xuanzhen was Mu Qing. And the one the eastern territory belonged to was the palace of Tai Hua. Lang Qianqiu, when he was a mortal, was a crown prince like Shirlian. However, he was the crown prince of Yang An. The kingdom of Yang An was a country that was built after the fall of Xianle. And the founder of Yang An was a rebel general who successfully overthrew the royal capital of Xianle. When Shirlian drifted in the mortal realm, he had also visited the east and naturally knew that the crown prince of Yang An had ascended. As heavenly officials, it would be inevitable for them to bump into each other. So he didn't think much of it. Maybe to anyone else, the gossiping whispers, albeit not really whispers, would probably never be heard for fear of retribution. But those words were uttered without fear of Shirley and hearing, maybe even hoping for something exciting to happen, should he overhear. So Shirlian pretended to have heard nothing and casually walked away. Just then, another voice from behind him called out, Your Highness. Not again, Shirlian thought, but this time when he turned around, it was someone who was addressing him for real. Ling Wen, with her dark circled eyes and arms full of scrolls, approached him. 
Everyone has gone to the great martial hall for the meeting. Be more mindful once you've reached the hall. Shirlian understood. What do you think General Pei Jr.'s sentence will be? He asked. Exile, probably, Ling Wen replied. That's actually not too bad. It's not too severe, Shirlian thought. Exile was considered a temporary banishment for officials who had committed crimes, meaning the term of punishment was negotiable and there might still be opportunities for resuming duties. If one day they should be found to be on their best behavior, they might yet get fished back up. Maybe in 30 to 50 years. Maybe in 100 or 200 years. But to Shirlian, this not-too-bad was of course judging by his standards. To General Pei, it would be a completely different story. Shirlian remembered another thing and said, Oh yeah, Ling Wen, how goes the search for the boy with the human face disease from Mount Eugen that I told you about last time? Do you have any news? I'm really sorry, Your Highness. I don't have anything at the moment. We're working on it, Ling Wen said. Even for a heavenly official, to find a person in such a vast world was not an easy task. Although the heavens might be faster, it was still only a difference of 10 years in the mortal realm versus one year in the heavens. Shirlian could only express gratitude. Thank you for your hard work. Just then, they reached the end of the avenue and a majestic palace came to view before him. The palace had stood through the ages. It had only showed enduring excellence and none of its antiquity. Layers of glazed golden shingles pyramided, blinding in their scintillation. Shulian raised his head and glanced at the great martial hall beneath the golden roof. The words, written with power and with vigor, were exactly the same as a few hundred years ago, unchanging. He lowered his head and stepped into the hall. Within, numerous heavenly officials had already gathered, either in their own groups of two or three, or by themselves, standing in silence. The only ones who may enter the hall were the heavenly officials who had officially ascended, all imperial sons of heavens, or indomitable overlords, each bursting with spiritual might. They eyed each other in silent pride and judgment, their splendor overwhelming. At this time and place, everyone held their breath, not daring to make a sound. On the throne, at the very end of the hall, sat a martial god decked in a pure white armor. This martial god was refined and dignified, his eyes closed and his lips unspeaking poised and solemn. Behind him was the magnificent Great Marshall Hall, but beneath his feet was a pure white snowy peak. As of sensing Shirlian entering the hall, he opened his eyes. That pair of eyes were obsidian black, but bright and clear, as if formed by the melted snow of a lake, frozen for millions of years. 
when he blinked open his eyes, that Marshal Guard smiled softly. Shanla, you've come, he said. Shirlin lowered his head in a bow and said nothing. When Jin Wu spoke, he was not loud, but his deep voice echoed through the entire Great Marshal Hall. Then all the eyes of the officials focused on Shirlian, and he understood immediately. It appeared this meeting was not for discussing General Pei Jr. and the Banyue Pass scandal. The spotlight, it seemed, was on him.